Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Across the Line with me, Chris Greatwich. Um, opposite me today, we have Jing Hamalang. Ooh, is that per good? Perfect. Perfect, wow. Um, and we have uh, a different episode for you today. We will be talking about our ASCAL 11 of the past 20 years. Uh, we have put a debate out on social media and people have been responding. There have been some very interesting selections, nonetheless, some with me, some without me. Um, but please, 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 if you like our content, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, like us on Facebook, and download our episodes on Spotify and Apple. Um, but let's get right into it. Yeah. Gene, how are you? Doing all right, man. This is a treat, watching you on this side of things and i i think we had a conversation about you wanting to put up a podcast before and i said you'd be a natural at it yeah i've watched the last few episodes man i'm not i wasn't mistaken i wasn't really? mistaken you're doing a great that job is a, that's a ringing endorsement yeah fantastic because stuff, i came on your it? show didn't i i came yeah. on your show um hands on uh maybe two two years ago was a it three years ago? ago no no sorry that's a lie it was before it was the season between me um retiring as a player and then going in as a coach with kaya sure right yeah. so that was like kind of my um we just won the cup yeah and then it was going into my first season so we sat down and i, I talked about my hopes and dreams for for kaya yeah and then lo and behold you came on board and ended up working with us <laughs> that's right and um yeah that's that was the last podcast that i did i think until i started this one yeah and now you're here amazing with me it's it, it's a real pleasure to be here, Chris. Good. Yeah. Good. Now I want to get straight into it because we've been last week we put out the the question, right. we posed the question to yeah. the Philippine football public, which was name your Ascal eleven mm -hmm. from the past twenty years. Now some people thought it was a joke. People thought I'm just you know this is just for Chris to get a lot of <laughs> yeah, people trying to select him. Um, but the response has been incredible. So we have right. a lot of people who, who got on board and picked their 11. Some, I think, are incredible, great selections. Some picked some players who I was like, wow, yeah, I forgot about him. He definitely yeah. is a contender. And some completely out of left field, have no idea. They must be a relative or something. Don't know why they're a bit. <laughs> but I want to go through them with you. Yeah. yeah. I want to go through them with you. I've, I've, I had to pour over the squads from all the way to 2000, you know, prior to, well, 20 years, right? Yeah, yeah. Initially, I was stuck to around 2010 to 2019. Yeah. But when you look back, you got to take into consideration at least until 2002, 2004. Yeah. Um, Prior to that, I mean, you know, the results weren't great. Yeah. You, you start to see some of the familiar names that they stuck up, through. They? Yeah. yeah. That stuck through with the squad all the way until 2000, you know, um, later after yeah, the yeah. explosion. So yeah. it's a fun one. It's a fun exercise to go through I this. I hope so. So let's yeah. see if we can, uh, yeah, we can go through the archives a little bit and see what we dig up because what we've decided to do is I've basically got three teams. So okay. for each position, we'll have three names i think for center back i've got like five names because I, I struggled to get a sixth all right he, um, here's what i wanted to to, to throw out real quick okay first. Yeah, a quick ahead. question like yeah. what is the criteria for oh, an all-time okay. 11 great right what are your what's your criteria what do you think merits someone being selected for this initially i was thinking like technique just technique uh, yeah. a, a technical ability yeah and then you'd kind of be forced into just picking more of the players who are in the present squad yeah because it's a little bit unfair i mean in yeah. terms of technical advantage they would have that yes. over some of the older players so yeah i figured that's not probably the best way to uh consider an all-time 11. so yeah. it had to be impact okay i guess 
on the sport. Yeah, um, definitely. It has to be taken into consideration. Um, I I was taken into consideration as well, like, um, yeah, the impact that they had historically, but also like the relevance of the matches that they played. I think that's a massive one because there's plenty of players who scored you know, goals against sure. weaker opposition that they'll boost their stats a little bit, yeah. but it wasn't necessarily that So those two things, for sure. I would say, um, the relevance of the matches and the impact it had on, on on football as a whole, I think that's what I considered the most. Yeah. Um, technical ability as well, um, I, I threw in as a, as a lower criteria, but okay. those two things were the ones I, I, yeah. I, I prioritized. Okay, well, I think we can add technique as a third. I think that's important, or yeah. just sort of skill level, or just a bit overall ability. For sure. Right? Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll put that one in. Um, and then the, uh, as a basic criteria, I think they need to play a certain amount of games. Okay. Right, so right. like there's a couple of guys that are in there just about, um, but I think in order for them to qualify for an ASCAL 11 of the past 20 years, we had a minimum of 10 games was the, was the, okay. was the criteria, right, really. 10 games is... So there's a player in there who's very, very good, and we'll talk about him later, but he's played 10. Um, so on the cusp. He's on the cusp, and is he going to make it? I'm not, I think based on that, he might struggle. So, All right. All right. But I think that's very good. Thank you for bringing that point up. And in, in terms of clarifying what our... Uh, criteria is right. for for this particular selection. So yeah, so I've got three goalkeepers, I've got three right backs, three left backs, I've got five centre backs, um, three defensive midfielders, three number eights, uh, three number tens, and then I've got three right forwards, three left forwards, and then three strikers. Now we All can right. go through this, and we can just be like, actually, I think well, I want to play four four two. I want to do this. I'm going to do that. So I, I'm pretty fluid with this. This okay. is just how the names have kind of come up based on the suggestions that were made by the general public. Sure. And then what I'm hoping is at the end of this interview, we will come up with a definitive, an ultimate, <laughs> which official. All right. The official. The official. ASCAL 11 of the past 20 years. Love it. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Goalkeeper. Oh. Is, it, is it worth debating? Is it really worth debating? What do you think? I think this is the, one of the easiest positions to pick. Is it? Who have you gone for? Neil Etheridge. Okay. Obviously. Why? I mean, Neil Etheridge, he's still playing. Yeah. Right? So that's easily, what, nine years? Almost a decade that he's been, yeah. play, he's been playing. Yeah. Um, Asian Cup. He played... Um, Qualifiers. Yeah. Qualifying he played, yeah. Yeah. He got us into the Asian Cup. Yeah. He played the Suzuki Cup, that whole explosion. And watching him play in the Premier League and all of that, I mean, his impact on the game, if we're talking about impact, obviously he's come up huge for us in massive matches. Yeah. He has grown the sport um, significantly here in our country because of his success abroad mm -hmm. and his success in major tournaments. And as a goalkeeper, as a shot stopper, you can't question him. He's been fantastic for us. And I think the best quality keeper that we have on this list. I mean, there's some exceptional names that are going to be uh, mentioned as well. But yeah. I think it's pretty safe to say that Neil is above those. Um, individuals or characters that we're going to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree. I think uh, Casas, when I first came into the squad, mm. I mean, he, he was actually number two behind Ref Quaresma, right? Um, who obviously you're familiar with with, yeah. with both of them and their links to Kaya now. And I remember Casas um, waiting in line for in a shooting exercise, and Ali Boromay took a free kick, and Ref sort of got a fingertip to it, but jammed his fingers between bar and ball. Oh, wow. And ended up uh, dislocating or breaking his finger. 
which propelled Casas into the um, number one spot. And right. this was for Tiger Cup 2004. So up until that point, Ref was actually the consensus number one pick. Right. And in that tournament, I mean, Casas had an absolute unbelievable time. He had, he had a lot to do, obviously, at that time. But right. he, had, I mean, was, you know, he was definitely <laughs> under the microscope, but right. he, he performed admirably yeah. uh, in, in some really difficult games. And um, that sort of propelled him into being number one for, for you know, basically until Neil showed up. Right. Um, so, you know, Casas definitely deserves a mention because, mm. you know, that period... He was absolute, you know, stonewall number one and beat off some very good, you know, stiff domestic competition. Like a cat, um, Mike Casa. Yeah, I mean, small, really undersized, great reflexes. He was, I mean, he's a bit thicker set now. Yeah. I hope you won't mind me saying. <laughs> but, you know, reflexes wise, you know, he was very, a very, um, do you remember Peggy Arpex had the Liverpool and Leicester goalkeeper? He was, no. like, he was very much like a cat, like very like. Um, agile and yeah, sort of yeah, feline in his in his kind of the way he would sort of cover the goal. Like yeah. Perhaps positionally not the best, but he would he would able to sort of pluck things out of thin air. And not a big guy, in Michael Casas, nah, right? No, nah, not really. But you know, he, he de- definitely uh, definitely deserves to be on this list. And then obviously Roland Muller being the other one. Yeah, yeah. People forget that Neil was his backup. That's for right. Wow. You know, you look at the Challenge Cup of two thousand and um, two thousand and twelve. Mm. 2012? Does that sound right? No. Under Vice. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Under Dooley in the Maldives. Mm. Look at that that competition. I mean, Neil was number two. Yeah. You know, so he went into the number one in that tournament and then got got injured and Roland came in and then he was bona fide number one and True. played absolute lights out that competition and kept his shirt. So, um, I mean, in his own right, a phenomenal goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, probably didn't hurt I probably didn't um, do his chances any favours of making this list because obviously he, he took a hiatus from the national team he went back to he went back to Europe and, and well, that was the time when then Neil sort of came back into the fold right. and hasn't really let anyone back in um, but I mean he would he would be a number one goalkeeper in probably any other Southeast Asian nation oh for sure for sure oh for sure absolute top top goalkeeper yeah without any question of that, doubt. that is a position that we've we've been pretty lucky <sighs> I would Super say. lucky, very lucky, very lucky. And but no, I mean in terms of in terms of impact, yeah. In in terms of performance, hands down, Neil. Yeah. I mean he's an he's a match winner, for sure. He's a match winner, and I think what I, I personally as a as a coach, what I like in a goalkeeper is a really good goalkeeper will win you games, right. Bad goalkeepers will lose you games, <laughs> yeah. Right. So I I think he's definitely of the former. Yeah, there's definitely games where I've been like, how on earth have we got out of that yeah. one? I mean, the, the China game, prime example. Yeah, you know, absolute lights out performance. Right there in the end, clutch, clutch. Yeah, clutch. That's yeah. I don't think we're gonna argue too much about this. No, one. we're happy with that. So that's number one on the list. Neil Etheridge, bang, hundred percent. Okay, first name on the team sheet. So let's go into the centre backs. Oof, here we go. I tell you what, there's some big names on this list. Okay. So we've got Rob Gear, okay, Juani Garrado, yeah, Ali Borromeo, uh-huh. Alvaro Silva, yes, Carly Demurga, yes. Right. So we got to pick two yeah. from those five. <sighs> this is where it starts to get interesting. Mm. I'll start with one. Go on, then. I'm gonna throw in Ali Borromeo. Okay. Right. Um. 
captain for the team for several years, yeah. including the 2010 um, Suzuki Cup. Mm. To me, sort of embodied what the Azkals were about for me. Um, you know, uh, a little behind in terms of our, our underdogs. We were underdogs, yeah. right? But tenacious and unafraid and, you know, bold in, in, in the way we mentally approached yeah. the matches. Um, I think he carried that symbolism for me on the pitch, off the pitch. He really kind of embodied that that Ascal's feeling for yeah. me. So th- I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of the numbers and, uh, you know, I'm not entirely sure. Mm. But to me, it was just, you know, it, it resonated emotionally yeah. that Ali Borromeo had to be a part of this team. There's going to be an Ascal's all-time 11. Yeah. The guy in the middle alongside Rob Gear has to be on this team okay so you're picking Ali Borromeo as number number one centre back and you yeah. just said Rob Gear. yeah so you think Rob Gear should be his partner I think Rob I, I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little a bit of a stickler here I'm gonna play a back three. Oh, okay yeah because I wanna Ru- incorporate Ali and Rob yeah and then I I was the third person is the one I'm debating uh, go on right it's like Silva in terms of yeah his capability and his technical ability, but he's very new. I yeah. I'm not sure how many, he might be on the cusp of just 10. He's 15 caps. 15 caps, Yeah. right? So he's relatively new. Yeah. And in terms of impact, I don't know if he's had the same relevance as some of the other center backs. Although when you look at, you know, he's an, he's an Asian quality player. Like yeah. he's top, top. Yeah. So I think he has to be in the conversation in there as well, but I would have him anchor alongside Rob and Ali. I right. think I'm going with that. Right. I'm going to throw this back at you now. Go ahead. I said that we would argue on this. Argue might be a strong word, but we, as a national team, have had a dearth of centre-backs over the years. Like we were asking Rob and Wani to play together and they were like 72 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them were like dinosaurs. Yeah. Right, yeah. definitely from a prehistoric age. Anyway, um, and then you're going to waste three slots on them. I'm interested to see what else you've got down the line because you're basically going to get rid of some absolute legends if you're going to have three centre-backs. So, yeah. okay, you made your point and you made your case. Um, but you ha- So, Ali's one. Yeah. Rob is two. Yeah. And your third one is going to be... Silver. You're going to pick Silver. Yeah. Okay. I was actually thinking about Simone a little <sighs> bit, but it's, it's a bit too stop-start and... It's not his natural position, is it? I think you're plugging... If you're going to play Simone Rodder in there, who can play there, you're plugging him in. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to take him out the equation. Okay. All right? I'm going to take him out the equation. I can't believe you've not even mentioned Carly. He was my consideration for right back. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I'll take that. I think maybe for the same reasons as Rotter, maybe he can't be included as centre-back because he's sort of evolved into that position as he got older. He's not necessarily a quote-unquote centre-back. Yeah. He sort of played there. He's moved into that position later. He started off as a... We started off as a centre midfielder, actually. That's right. A phenomenal... Yeah, before he got hurt. Bef- I'll tell you what, I came here and I watched Carly DeMorga play centre midfield for Global. That's right. Against Global. Uh, he absolutely bossed the game. Tremendous. He looked... He was... This is like the first... Early, the early days of UFL. He yeah. was a cut above everyone yeah he, he was head and shoulders the best player in the league he was MVP a couple of times wasn't he I think, yeah I mean, the, the year before I came he played and yeah he was like pff, quality, unbelievable quality. unbelievable so um, but I think I'm, yeah I agree with you in that sense I don't think he could um, 
he could be considered in that centre-back position, but I definitely needed to get him in. So, okay, we're, I'm going to strike him off the list. Now, Rob Gear is 100% in. Yeah. He, for me, he's captain, leader. There you the, go. I mean, the absolute best. You know, um, he was always the extension from the coaching staff to the team. Um, you knew that no matter what happened in the game, Rob would 100% back you up. Even if you were wrong. Huh. Even if you were wrong, you know, he'd just back you up. Um, he had this weird thing about him as well, like, because he wasn't the quickest. Right. But he'd make blocks. He'd make these block tackles or these challenges. And I'm like, he was about three yards behind him when he went down to make that tackle. And he's ended up getting his foot to the ball. Yeah. And blocking what was an absolute, you know, no-brainer, 100%, you know. It was a goal, 100%. And he gets his fucking, and you can see the corner, whatever. And he'll get up and then, you know, he's there, he's organising us, getting ready to straight away, get your mind on it. Don't, don't worry about the block. Just get ourselves back in the position yeah. and focus on the next thing. Like, just the most natural leader that I played with. Um, I think it's been well documented about the fact that he, he used to do sort of some of the um, off the field stuff as well. Yeah. So like, he would do like the video analysis and then he would, he, one of the times, I think we mentioned it on a previous podcast, I think Shiraki's. Yeah, Shiraki's one. So yeah. he basically did this video montage before we played Afghanistan. And um, yeah, we, we were just watching it. And there was a lot, to be honest, a lot of the clips were sort of clips that we, of us coming up. Right. You know, coming up sort of Suzuki Cup or, or even pre-Suzuki pre Cup. What know. was it that Shiraki was saying? It was too emotional. It was so, honestly, like, <laughs> I can honestly remember, like, because you're watching it, if you can imagine, we're all sort of in a horseshoe in the, in the locker room and it's, all the lights are off. So you've just got the, just got the image of the, uh, of the video on the on the on the screen on the wall or something like yeah. that, and then um, you can sort of start to feel yourself. Oh, he's got some emotional music going on. I can't remember what it was, but <laughs> oh, bloody hell! It pulled on the heartstrings, mate. And you know when you start like you start going, you start going, and then oh, I remember I just I got to keep my head down. I can remember tears. I can remember tears dropping from my eyes, and it was dripping onto my boots, and it like that sounded like the the drip <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. hitting the leather on your boots. You know what oh, I mean, wow. or whatever it was. And then when the lights come up and everyone's crying and they're like, oh, Rob, what have you done? <laughs> I was rooming with him at the time. I remember getting back to the hotel. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't in the hotel, it was in the huts in, in the Maldives. And I was like, it's too much, mate. <laughs> that was way too much. But he was amazing at that. Like he would do the video analysis. He was always very good at like, and then even later on that tournament, he got all video messages from people from back home. Right. Like he knew, he knew what would, what would elicit a certain response. Right. So he obviously didn't know who was going to elicit that kind of response. People would be crying in the locker room, but he was just all round, mate. He's unbelievable. Stonewall in. Right. I don't care what anyone said. I'll walk out the room if they didn't pick him. So he's in. <laughs> yeah, right? he's in. He's for sure. in. Stonewall, captain, everything. Yeah. Right. The next one's tough, mate. Really tough. If you're talking about who's the best, the yeah. best centre back we've ever had at Silver for me. Yeah. Yeah. The best. That's right. Um, the best player. And you forget he's been around for so long. He's actually been around for so long. Like yeah. I played in his debut against Indonesia. No way. Yeah. And then, sorry, Indonesia. I played in his, his debut against Thailand. Oh. So Dudi was sort of experimenting a little bit. Him and Satoshi. Do you remember Satoshi yeah. played in the same game? This, <laughs> yeah. is, he play, this is the team. He played me and my brother, centre midfield. He played Manny Ott left wing. I can't remember if he played the right, right wing. 
who played Rob and Silver at centre backs. Wow. Yeah, it was like a really obscure lineup. Um, For what what competition was it? It was this was the friendly before we went into um, Suzuki Cup. Oh. Two thousand. It would have been two thousand um, fourteen. Yeah, Dooley, right? Dooley, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so he played in that. Wow. He played in that. People don't realise. So he's yeah. been he's been around for since yeah, five five years. But he's oh, quality. Like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, absolute. But he's the he's the best best centre back yeah. all round that we've had. But he's not gonna make it. He's not in. Really? No, he's not in. Can't. He's had fifteen games. Right, right. He he will be in for you know, for down the road. If he plays on for another if, Yeah. You, you need to have a I think you need to have I know I said there needs to be the 10 was the minimum 10 was to get in but you know 15 caps I don't think is enough just right. yet but hands down the best player I sure. think sent about that but what is I he think. like 37 now what is uh, he's, no I think he's maybe a year younger than me so I think he's 35 okay All right. he, he can go on for ages though he's yeah. physique wise you know he's unbelievable great condition great attitude yeah. I think he'll go on for a long time Carly, I think, yeah, we can play him in another position. I don't think he's a natural centre-back. So that leaves us with Ali and Wani. Yeah. Like, Ooh, it's, tough. mate, it's just tough. Like, I've got Ali, 42 caps, four goals. Yeah. Wani, 36 cap, one goal. Wani, for me, pips it. Only because, right, Ali, dog injuries, like, yeah. absolutely nipped him in his prime. True. Like, that Suzuki Cup, 2010 he was the best centre back in Southeast Asia yeah or like he was he had pace he had power he was good on the ball he read the game well he, he had a, obviously a really good relationship with Neil yeah um, uh, Neil and Rob sorry so, the, so those those three just got along really well off the field on the field as well yeah. great so I just feel like if he had been able to continue that as we moved into a more... Because we, then we started to play against better opposition, stronger opposition. We were competing for like a higher level, That's playing right. against a higher caliber of team. And he didn't really get to... He wasn't really afforded that luxury because, it, because of his injuries. Yeah. And then when he came in and... I mean, he, he, him and Rob then took that pair into another level. Um, just a monster, like great in the tackle... Again, read the game very well. His distribution was good. He could ping a ball with his left foot. You know, hit that diagonal ball really, yeah. really well. Super strong in the air. Um, another good leader. Sure. You know, just, just no nonsense. Wouldn't take any crap. Um, and you know what? His last game, the North Korea game, is maybe one of the most iconic images, I think, in recent memory. Why is that? Well, I mean, the comeback... Yeah, the comeback, the nature of the game, and the fact that it was his last ever match, like it was like the perfect send off. Right. And like whenever I think of him, it always evokes those that that the memory of that game, like him crying and being, you know, just just an emotional wreck after the game. Just, <laughs> I mean, did you call that game? Did you call that? Not? No, you didn't call I don't that think game. So. No, but no, I, mean, I was watching at home that yeah, one. Yeah, I remember Miguel playing playing. You yeah. know, he started like and I want to do these crazy crackpot ideas that that yeah. you know rolled the dice and he came up with a six. And um, I think I'm going to pick one A. Right. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick one A. Because I, I think, look, listen, you can argue all you want. Like, Ali would easily make that. Yeah, easy, yeah. It could easily be a choice. I think for in terms of just at the level that we then went went to, yeah, he was the one that helped sort of 
bridge that gap between being a sort of mediocre Southeast Asian team to be being, you know, I think one of the premier teams in the region. And I think he was a real, he was really instrumental in that. I would, I would agree with that. Wani was tremendous for us. You know what though, but Ali's iconic, isn't he? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the, that's the only thing that I would argue. And you're right, you know, injuries did rob him of that opportunity to mm. really prove himself at that point, which I feel like at that level, he would have been able to express himself Yeah, he would have done. Um, in terms of his technique and his quality, but on top of that was, you know, everything else that Ali brought to the table. Yeah, you know I think that. he was the most relatable player. That's it. You know what I mean? Like I think a lot of, when you sort of, when you think about the outcomes between that sort of period, anything between 2004 to probably 2012, yeah. he's probably the first player you'd think of. I would say, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, it, well, Chiefy for me. Maybe, yeah. Chiefy maybe, for okay, me. Yeah, we'll come on to it later. No, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that yeah. later. But um, in terms of relatability as yeah. well, um, he was a, 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 a very important figure in that much like the other members of the team that were uh, that grew up abroad, yeah. he kind of grew up here yeah. in the Philippines. He yeah. had that look about him that he was yeah. not entirely full-blooded Filipino, yeah. but he could speak it. Yeah. He could speak Filipino well, and yeah. he knew the culture. He grew up here. Yeah. So he was that nice um, middle ground from yeah, somebody was, yeah. like Chifi or yeah. Ruel Hiner and Ayan Araneta yeah. and all the way to somebody like Neil or yourself. Yeah. It's like there's that guy that, okay, I, I kind of understand Ali. I understand yeah. this as opposed to the culture being completely different. Yeah. Um, so in that regard, I would say for a larger public, Ali would be extremely relatable and an easy figure to relate to. Um, and until today, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, there are yeah. people that you walk across, they know Ali Borromeo, yeah. regardless of whether or not he's been playing competitively uh, over the last five years. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. You can have the pick, but we have to play two at the back, two center backs. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So we're going with Rob. Yeah. And we're going with Ali. All right. All right. Okay. So that's three positions down. All right. No, it gets interesting. Tough. No, no, they're all interesting, I think. So we'll go left back. Okay. Ray Johnson. Yeah. Daisuke Sato. Yeah. Dennis Gagara. Dennis Gagara. Who else? That's it? That's, That's it. Three? That's my three. Yeah, same. You had the same three? I, the, the general consensus from yeah. the public was that it was those those three were the, were the picks. Yeah. That seems safe. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so pick one. Sato. Yeah? Daisuke Sato. Why? He's a monster, that kid. You know, I watched his first game in the UFL, and I knew immediately that um, there was something special about him. It was him and Kurt who debuted together. Mm -hmm. They were playing against Army. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not sure who was going to be listening to this, but um, th there was a, a Hiner that was part of the national team. That yep. was Roel. Mm -hmm. He had a brother. Yeah. It was a, a bit of a... He was wild. A bit of a crazy person. Absolute lunatic. Right? So he was on the same side that Sato was attacking. He was in a left wing position mm -hmm. and the guy, uh, Hiner, was playing right back. And uh, he would get sent off every other game. Yes. Ronel Hiner, right? I think he was the one who got sent off. I think we played a game where... We scored. They had the kickoff. Army had the kickoff. Yeah. They passed it to him. He dribbled the ball across to the linesman who he had beef with <laughs> and just booted the ball at him <laughs> and then walked off the pitch. He's a so just to put too. it into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. He's sure, a, he's a lovely guy. Yeah. Morel's lovely, isn't he? Yeah. Morel is a super nice chap. Exactly. I don't, maybe his brother is too. Yeah. But he was a little bit hot-headed on the pitch. On the pitch. 
Carry on with your story. We digress. Carry on. Sato goes over, attacks his left side as he normally does. Um, He gets kicked. And then he gets kicked again. Mm. And he doesn't react. He's 19, maybe even younger at that Mm. point. Gets up, gets on with the game. Mm. Keeps attacking that side until Ronel gets sent off. And delivers a wonderful performance on that side. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the opposite flank was Kurt Dizon, mm. who was, had the hype coming in. Yeah. Like, oh, this, this kid's coming through. And you could tell that he was struggling a little bit with the expectation and the physicality of the game that Army was bringing. And right. you could tell that he was kind of getting in his own head and yeah. all that. Sato, no. He's just, I know, I'm confident, I'm going to go out and perform. And that's how he's been all throughout, mm. ever since he started that time. He's continued to put himself in the biggest possible matches and figure out a way to... You know, express himself. Yeah, he hasn't been without faults over the last few matches, but I think he's going to carry on for the next, you know, how many more years as a reliable, attacking player who's also got that that feistiness about yeah. him that I think is crucial for the Ascals. That's something that I resonate with with this team is that 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 feistiness on the yeah. on the field that we're not going to take nothing from nobody. And yeah. I think he embodies all of those things. Yeah. Plus, he's quality. Yeah, supreme quality. So I think it's easy to pick Daisuke Sato, and I think he's going to be the youngest player on the squad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I think people. Another one I played in his debut as well, and it's funny that you mentioned Kurt. Kurt and um, Sato made their debuts against Nepal in mm. uh, in the Middle East. I want to say I want to say UAE, um, Middle Eastern country, maybe Qatar. Sure. And we played Nepal, and. Um, Sato played amazing. Mm. Kurt scored on his debut, got subbed off at half time, which I didn't quite understand, but Sato played really well. I remember he trained really well because he actually, he was actually not supposed to start. Drew Liao really? was going to start. He was in the 11th bef- the day before. Drew had a subpar performance in training and then Sato came in and took his spot. True. I remember speaking to him because we, we, we warmed up on a separate part of the pitch, uh, a separate um, location just outside the stadium, then we would walk into the stadium, then we'd go in. Right. And so we did the warm-up outside of the actual main stadium. I remember saying to him, like, like don't be nervous, like, just just play your game, and um, but don't get too carried away. Because plenty of people who play one game, you don't see them again. Sure. You know, one cap's good. But what's better than one cap? Ten caps. Yeah. Twenty caps, fifty caps, hundred yeah. caps. And at the time, he was under a bit of pressure because he had Jeffrey Christians, who was, I think, injured but was maybe the, one of the top performers in the league at the time. I, I, I thought Jeffrey, when I first came to the UFL, was, right. was brilliant. Yeah, Jeffrey. And then, and, then, part of the and, list. Then, and then to even sort of bring that back again, Dennis Kagara at this point, you know, we, just, we managed to acquire his services. Mm. You know, he'd, he'd been involved with the Danish youth mm-hmm. national team. He'd gone, I think, signed for her to Berlin for, I think, uh, over a million euros, something like that. Really? Yeah. And was classed. Dennis Kagara, for me, like in terms of like actual all-round ability, he was one of the best players I played with. But wow. he just he just couldn't like that particular tournament in the Maldives was the coming of age for a lot of players. Mm. And you know, Dennis, I think he was out of a club and then or had a, I don't know, I think he had some injury worries, so he came in a little bit unfit, and then Sato was fully fit and was you know in great form. Dennis played a game against Cambodia, didn't play so well and then Sato came mm. in and then just no one no, shut the door basically and said right. that no one's coming in and I, I agree with you I think he's got he 
like competitiveness is 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 yeah. very high with him. You know, he's fiery, he's feisty, left foot to wand. You know, yeah. set pieces. He's incredible in the air for someone so so diminutive. <laughs> yeah. Like incredible in the air. Yeah. Um, I can see why you'd pick him. Yeah. My initial pick was Ray Johnson. Wow. Um, again, I'm not Sato in terms of like ability. I think is probably a, arguably a better player than Ray. Mm. I saw Ray as like he was probably 35 when he first came in another ancient dinosaur like <laughs> yeah. but like incredible fitness levels like just pure professional and people forget he was a carpenter as well so he was only sort of doing it semi-pro no way yeah so he was a carpenter as well do you know that over there in Iceland yeah in Iceland so another one just temperament was flawless mm. like you could put him anywhere I reckon and he'd just he'd feel comfortable just, right. You know, he just wasn't, he was never phased by anything. He was, you know, preparation was always spot on. He was just the consummate professional. Right. And I, I just someone who I'd look over and be like, again, another one, I was just, just, you just want him there next year. You want him, you want him to be on your team. Do you know what right. I mean? He yeah. just had that about him. And, and an amazing character, like just a wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, I'm not saying the other ones aren't, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely guys, all of them. I haven't had Kagara much... is hilarious. Is he? <laughs> If this was an Ascal all-time funniest, yeah. he would be definitely in the top three. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, I never got a chance to meet Super him. Fun. His brother's a magician, isn't he? You've seen that? His brother's no. a, yeah, yeah. Look him up. His brother's amazing as well. Very funny guy. All right, all right. But Kagawa's the funniest guy you've ever met. Amazing. So, uh, but I think it's between Sato and uh, Ray. So Ray's 31 cap, Sato 40, I think 48, three goals. Yeah. Kagawa only had 14 caps. So I think that... It's tough. Yeah, it's tough, yeah. to, tough to sort of include him when the other two are putting up those sort of numbers. What do you reckon? You would have more experience with Johnson. Yeah. Um, you would have another idea of what he's like outside of the pitch as well. Yeah. I would have a bias towards Sato okay. being as I've, I've, I've been able to watch him oh, blossom into yeah. the position okay. he's in. And he's going to continue to keep that spot, yeah. I think, for the next five years or so. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't really argue against that. I think Ray, yeah, would easily make this lineup. He could easily make this lineup. Sure. But I think that's yeah. Okay, I'll go with I'll go with Sato and your um, your suggestion. So he's the first outside of the 2010 squad that is on this. No, funny. Uh, oh no, so we added, we added Ali, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. So he's the first outside. He's the first one. Yeah. yeah. Right okay. back. So right back. So we we're gonna go with our four at the back, right? So Martin Stoible. Yeah. Simone Rotter, mm -hmm. Anton Del Rosario. Sure. Them are three picks. Yeah. We could, if you want to put Carly in that mix, you can. Yeah. But he was on my. And yeah. he's on your list. Okay, so we'll, yeah. we'll pick one from those four. This is where I was cheating. This is why I wanted a, a three at the back. Go on, and what, what, who did then you, I wanted a right wing, wing back? Yeah, and, who, then and who did you have? I would have Shrocky playing a right wing back. No. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> So you have to pick from my list. Yeah. 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 Go okay. on. Right back. Yeah. Tough man. Anton Del Rosario, Carly De Morga, or Martin Stoible. Do you know who I picked? Go ahead. I picked Martin Stoible. Yeah, that's the same guy I was going to choose. You know what? You don't know why. Like, I, I, I think a little bit, I thought a little bit outside of the box with this. Martin can play anywhere. Yeah, that's the thing. Right, so you, you need someone to plug in at defensive midfield, he can do that. Yeah. You need someone to pl plug it in at right back, left back, yeah. he can do that. He Right wing, left wing, he can do anything. He 
probably play centre back. Yeah. If you really wanted to. Um, all round technique. All round technique. Left foot, right foot. Mm. The best I've ever seen. Really? The ever. 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 Wow. That's big words. He could hit a penalty, right foot, left foot, wouldn't make a difference. You've seen him in the, he hit sure. three kicks, corners, left foot, right foot, doesn't matter. Yeah. He's the most naturally two-footed player I've ever seen. Yeah. I can remember the first time I met him, he, you might laugh about this, he loves the show, by the way. Oh, he's yeah? an avid listener. <laughs> I bet he's listening to wait and see if I picked him. But he, um, he came in, obviously he was sort of, he plugged himself as a defensive midfielder. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I was playing that position at the time. Right, I remember right. we trained at Bacolod and Weiss would always like to have pretty feisty sessions and he knew what he was doing. He would always sort of put you against your direct opposition. So I think we played like a three-team tournament, 7v7v7. And um, just battered him. Mm. Anytime he got the ball, smashed. Like, and I, remember, I remember after the session, he was like, is training always like that? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, it's always like that, mate. <laughs> and then... Um, he then went and did some finishing, I think, with Neil or something like that. He did some finishing. And while the guys that were going to play, because he couldn't play, I think he hadn't got his passport or something like that. Sure. So he went away and did some finishing. And Neil came back. Neil came back after this session. It was like, I don't know what I've just seen. Like, I don't <laughs> know if he's right footed, left footed. He just gets the ball, right foot, smashed, left foot, smashed. Most powerful shots he'd ever seen. Wow. Unbelievable, right? So obviously we, we, we got to know each other a little bit better and, um, yeah, played in his debut as well. Dooley's um, uh, Dooley's first game in charge, yeah, which would have been Malaysia away, and um, also he started off as a centre midfielder. But mm. I think at right back, he's sort of found a new lease of life playing there. Yeah. Like his attacking prowess is is accentuated in that role. Um, he's delivering to the box. He's, mm. he's top top notch. He can go on the outside. He can cut in on onto his left. He can play inside and join in and play almost like an auxiliary sort of defensive midfielder, like if if needed. Um, good in the tackle, hard to beat 1v1. Mm. You know, again, half decent in the air for someone diminutive. I mean, Rotter's got all of those attributes as well. Yeah. So tough pick there. Um, I'll probably put Martin ahead of him as well. He's got 42 caps, three goals. Rotter's got 40 caps, two goals. Mm. Anton, 47 caps, two goals. But Martin, I think, like set-piece delivery, for example, like he's, he's great from set play. So 100%. I think like his ability to create an opportunity yeah. is, is one of those things that I think would put, put him slightly ahead of those, those other two. I actually chose Martin against my own bias. Okay. Who was your original um, pick? Well, I, as I said, I had Shrocky at the right wing. Okay. But I hadn't. I didn't want to make a choice yeah. at right back because it's a tough one. You yeah. had Simone, Carly, Anton de Rosario for me. Yeah? I had Anton also yeah. and, and um, Stoible in that mix. And being as you and I worked for Kaya for mm. a, a while and uh, seeing Martin playing for Ceres, and having him be a key figure for Serres mm. in, in those feisty matches, you mm. know, it colors the way you see people. And um, Oh, he's a nightmare to play again. Exactly, that's why. I mean, I, I would, I, we get along fine. Yeah. But on the pitch, like even as a coach and player, 
Yeah. We go at it all the time. So emotionally, he's on the wrong end of that yeah, story. You know it. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, so, yeah. Um, but all the things you said about Martin are even more. I mean, I didn't know about his, you know, his finishing and his capability yeah. with left foot, right foot. But yeah. his quality in defense, again, one of those feisty characters that are yeah. difficult, you know, who are willing to battle. And that kind of puts him in the same range as Anton. Anton is a, is a yeah, battler. definitely. Right? He loves that. He's instigating battles yeah. um, on his own, personally. Yeah. He's doing it to his attacker, which is always fun to watch. But Joey, I want to butt in there. Go ahead. There's, there's something really, really intriguing that not many people know about Anton. And I get all of the plaudits for the uh, goal, like, like injury time goal I scored against Singapore. Yeah. I get all the plaudits. Yeah, yeah. That was that his cross? No, 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 no. no. James's cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And James wants to get more credit for that. But whatever. <laughs> it's an awful cross. It just happened to come to me. Well, people don't realise about three or four minutes before I score, Anton puts in one of the worst tackles I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> awful. Nowhere near the ball. Yeah. And he smashes um, Daniel Bennett. Mm, of Singapore. He smashes yeah. him absolutely obliterates him right if you actually watch the clip back yeah. the ball goes in between I think one of their players and Daniel Bennett yeah and he can't move oh. Daniel Bennett under normal circumstances gets to that ball 99 wow. times out of 100 wow but I nip in between and I ended up poking it in yeah but Anton was the one that did that Anton was the one that did that. So um, he he doesn't get any credit. For, well, we shouldn't do. It was horrific. But yeah. it, the actual the 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 nuances of that goal, right, right, can all be you, you all be traced back to that <laughs> smashing <laughs> yeah. Daniel Bennett. Yeah. So yeah, but back just sorry, I, I hate to butt in, but yeah, basically that 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 was one of the things with Anton. Like he definitely was an instigator. He was very provocative. He yeah. was someone he would he would poke the bear. Absolutely, and then see what happens. Yeah, sometimes it will boil over, and I'm thinking, oh, just get through a game without fighting with someone, yeah, please. Yeah. But <laughs> he needed that to get himself in the zone. Yeah, you know. And then in the end, it was what gave us that sort of, a, like you said, that that sort of fighting spirit. I it, think it was one of the most enjoyable things to watch, actually, mm. because the team was defending most of the time yeah. during that time uh, yeah. during those days. And, yeah, um, to see. You know, the, the, the camera will come from the main cam, will cut into a, a tighter angle, and you just see him. He's talking smack the entire time. So, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put in again, right, <laughs> to, get, to, to back up your argument. If, if, you got, if you're listening in the car and you've got kids, um, send them out or put, their, put, their, put the earphones on for a, for a little bit because there's something that's really funny with him, right? So, um, I'm going to tell a bit of a naughty story, so make sure your kids don't listen to this. I'll use some, some colourful language. Um, so, my... My brother played in uh, played in the game. I forget which one it was, but we got like a DVD, got a DVD of the game. So I remember putting it on for my my mum and dad when yeah. we got back, right? So my dad's watching it, and all of a sudden, it was an empty stadium, so you could hear what was going on. <laughs> and then um, the microphone was obviously quite close to hit because he played right back, so it was yeah. quite close to the touchline. And he's gone in for a tackle and he's hit someone quite hard, and he's stayed down on the bench, but the microphone is literally within touching distance, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, through the speakers of the television, you just hear, hey, get up, you fucking pussy. <laughs> and it's, it's honestly, it's clear as day, mate. It's yeah, clear yeah, as yeah. day. And um, my dad was like, 
Who's that guy? And he's like, you can hear me going, yeah, come on, get up, get up. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. But that was that was him in a nutshell. Yeah. And that was literally him. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, kids can come back in the room now. You can <laughs> you can turn up the speakers in the car. But yeah, that that was him. Yeah, yeah. Such a provocative character, but exactly. for what we needed at the time, spot on. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't make the all-time eleven, but man, he he deserves an honorable mention. Okay. That's for sure. So you're picking Martin. Yeah. He's the pick. Yeah, it's okay. a tough one too because Simone, you know, heartstrings. Yeah. Are with Simone, but. You gotta go with Martin here, and again, one of those players that it's gonna play on. Yeah. He's gonna keep that spot for a little yeah, while. I yeah, I think so too. Okay, so Martin's in. Okay, so we within this formation, we need a midfield configuration. Now, I think there needs to be a little bit of balance here. We can't just go wild with who we're gonna pick, right? Sure. So I've got a defensive midfielder and attack, uh, a number eight and a number ten creative midfielder type. So we've got three central midfielders. So do you want me to go for the list? Go. And I'll go through all this and then we can we can make a configuration. You can adjust, you can you want to play two holding, one whatever, I don't mind. So we've got my three defensive midfielders. Strauss, who is the the one he's got, you know, ten caps. Yeah, ten yeah. caps so we just about nicked him. Um Ingresso. Ingresso. The center. Okay, so then the three defensive midfield players I had in mind. Um number eights Manny Ott, mm. myself, mm-hmm. Alvin Acampo. Wow. Right? back. Is it Thursday today? It's it, Friday. It's, it's, yeah, flashback, flashback Friday. Friday. Yeah. Um, I'll come on to him in a minute. Number 10s, attacking midfield players, Moulders, uh, Ian Araneta, I've put in that role. Okay. Okay. And Shrocky. Sure. No, no Jason De Jong? No. 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 All right. All right. I think with this mix of players, listen, Jerry Lucena is, is in. That's the other one. Jerry Lucena. You you mentioned him? Yeah. All right. All right. I, was, yeah, I thought I you mean, missed him. No, no, no. So so basically, why, why some people have been omitted is Jerry Lucena is in. This is not a conversation. No, not really. <laughs> I, I put other names in just to fill the slot. Jerry is in. Tell I said on the previous, he's the best. Tell me why. He is the most comfortable player yeah. that I played with. Like, he would get the ball in the tightest situations and look like, no, nah, it's okay. I'll just receive it here with three guys around me. I'll yeah. take a touch away from pressure and then I'll just keep the ball moving. Yeah. No problem. Um, never looked flustered. He just always looked like he had so much time. He just had more time than everyone else. Sure. Just a sign of, he was just, just a sign of a great player. Yeah, like his positional sense was impeccable. Um, he was much better defensively than people give him credit for. Didn't he play in defense from play time to time back as well? Sometimes I, mean, yeah. I even considered putting him at centre back just yeah. to free up an additional midfield slot. Right, right. But it's not his position. Mm. He's a defensive midfield player. Um. And he was the link between the back line and the forwards. Yeah. He was the one who, you know, he would get on the ball in tight, be willing to accept the ball in tight spaces, yeah. be willing to receive the ball between the lines under pressure and and maintain possession. You know, I always, used, uh, even me to an extent, like I knew once we started progressing through the levels and we were playing against somebody's top, top, like, you know, play UAE or someone like that. Sure. I was limited in the abil- my ability to receive the ball in, extra tight spaces mm. and be able to manipulate my way out of certain situations. I just wasn't as good as him at doing it. Right. 
and if we intended to continue to progress through the sort of beyond that Southeast Asian sea, yeah. if we intended to go into these Asian cups and, and play that level, you know, we needed more players of, of his caliber. Temperament was spot on. Yeah. Um, quite quiet, quite unassuming, but put a drink in him. He was an absolute liability. Um, <laughs> But a um, super nice guy, really easy to talk to. Uh, j- just a nice guy, all yeah. around nice bloke. Like, Where did he play? Denmark? Denmark. Um, I mean, he play- I-, I haven't got his statistics in terms yeah. of club statistics. In terms the, the, of, but he played at the high. You know, he, I remember when we played UAE, he'd just come back from playing in a Europa League tie against Fiorentina. Wow. You know, so he was, and I think that would have been maybe quarterfinals last 16, something like that. So he was playing at that sort of level, yeah. you know, like higher levels of European football uh, by all accounts speaking to different people from Denmark very highly regarded in, yeah. in Scandinavian football very very highly regarded because of this Asgard's all 11 uh, all time 11 I, I found myself watching some random Danish match to see how Jerry Lucena was playing yeah. at a uh, at a league match yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the easiest person to spot too he's only got he's the only guy with a head of black hair yeah Everybody else is yeah. blonde over there. And yeah. you can just see him, you know, chill. Yeah. Chill in the middle of the pitch. Um, as you mentioned, just uh, a cool customer on the yeah. ball, man. And I remember having him and in, in thinking like, wow, this is the level that we're at now. We have players like Jerry Lucena yeah. who, who can control the ball like this. So he's definitely in my... In my he's in, yeah. yeah okay, in, in my midfield. So uh, again, special mention to Kevin Ingresso and Strauss because Strauss, I don't think, has, has accumulated enough games just yet. Yeah. But I mean... He's on the path, isn't he? Like Ask us in five years. You know what I mean? He reminds me like, um, I said Brian Robson, which might be a bit before most people's time. But yeah. like my dad was like really into um, uh, Brian Robson, like just an all action midfield. He could do everything. Yeah, like yeah. Strauss, I think can, he, he's another one. He can do everything. You know, I think he's to be someone who definitely, maybe, hopefully in the next 20 years, he'll be, he'll be the, the Jerry Lucena of that in terms of anchoring yeah. that, that particular spot. And then Kevin, if you look at Kevin, how he's evolved... I mean, he was, I don't want to say a bit part, but he definitely wasn't, you know, now his feet's firmly under the table, I think, and definitely Mm. um, someone who can make that position his own. Yeah. Um, He's, obviously, the goal that he scored in Asian Cup, you know, immortalizes him forever. Yeah. you scored it in the Asian Cup? No, no, Cup? The, 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 for the qualifiers. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, the, right, right, right. I mean, you did the commentary. Yeah, You yeah. did the commentary for it. That's so, right. you know, he will forever be synonymous with that campaign now. Yeah. Um, again, great on the ball. All action midfielder can do a, to a, do a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, um, distribution-wise, he can he can long, long range, short range. Yeah. You know, he's great. He can tackle. Um, again, set-piece specialist, another mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I don't know who's taking set-pieces on this team. But his set <laughs> yeah. piece deliveries. Yeah. He scored a great goal, didn't he, on the weekend? I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah, is that right? Yeah, club. Yeah, against um, Stormy's team, Typeport. So yeah, set piece specialist. So um, he's actually the top scorer out. Twenty twenty nine games, three goals, and the most goals out of those three. Um, wow. So, but I think for me, Jerry is yeah. is the is the is the lock in for that for that spot. So he's your six. Use your defensive Yeah, if you want to play that, I mean, do you, what do you want to do? You want to play a double six? So, okay, so basically we need to fill two two more spots. We've got Manny Ott, myself, Alvin Acampo, Mulders, Ian Aronets, and Shockey. So tough, man. This is a tough one. I have... 
a weakness for Manny. Mm-hmm. There's two individuals here. Yeah. Um, I think Stefan Schrock is the one that you have to throw in. Yeah. Um, so it oh, leaves... I'll tell you what, go on. I so, pick Schrocky too. Right. So Schrock is in. So I, I, I pick Schrocky. 42 games, six goals. So the one thing that I said before, uh, off mic. So we've got Moulders, Ian Aronetta and Schrocky. Like Moulders in terms of all-round ability. Sure is another one who should be a shoe-in. Even at 50 or whatever it is that he is. Right? Yeah, yeah. 55. Like, if you just... I remember when he was without a club, he asked Rob to put together like a little video clip um, of... Uh, uh, sorry, highlight highlight reel of all of his games. And he and he had some clips from when he was playing in Holland. And you watch him in the Eredivisie, just bully people. Yeah. Like, bully people. Wow. He's the strongest man I've ever seen. I remember we played... Um, it was qualifiers, Challenge Cup qualifiers. And it was a day before we played Cambodia. He mm. actually got sent off in that game. And we were in the gym because there was, there was an issue with the pitch or something. So we went to the gym. Right. And he jumped up on the wide, uh, wide angle pull up bar. Yeah, yeah. And he was banging out wide arm pull ups. He must have done about 50. <laughs> and he was like talking to people while he was doing it. <laughs> This is some legendary stories Mate, about Paul Moulders. He's one of the strongest people. Yeah, machine, absolute machine. There was, an, there was a match quite recently where he came on and it's like, what? why is Paul Mulder still being considered? I mean, he's a little bit older now mm -hmm. and then he hasn't been part of the mm. setup and then he gets thrown in yeah. and we were thinking, you know, maybe 70 max. Yeah. He has been playing, plays 90, no problem. Yeah. I think he played extra. Yeah. Um, Beast, beast of a player, yeah. and technically, as you said, um, I think very, very good. Um, so, Paul Mulder's jokes aside, I think should definitely be in contention. But when you're when you're comparing him to Stefan Schrock, it, he brings Schrock. He brings something a little extra mm. in terms of being able to unlock defenses. He might mm. pass a stray ball three, four times in quick succession, but that fifth time that he gets through mm. and he finds that pass, it's a goal. You yeah. know what I mean? And I've seen him all, all throughout this PFL campaign, this last one. Yeah. It's basically, it's a tight game for 80 minutes and then Schrock decides that, you know, I'm going to obliterate my right back or my left back and then he's going to put in a cross and it, boom, it's yeah. done. And he's been doing that for, for a while now here in the Philippines and impact-wise, Stefan Schrock, he's one of the most recognizable guys as well. Yeah. Performance level is incredible and... um yeah, he's tough to to argue against yeah. being on this list. I think one of the th one of the things that Shocky and I would always talk about, I would always make fun of his goal return. Mm, mm. Sure, right? I would always be like, "Score more goals than you, don't I?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you make out you're this attacking midfield player, don't score any goals, mate. Yeah, <laughs> but no, he's an absolute shoeing. Um, and I think, like you said, I don't know what his assist stats are like, but I'd imagine they're probably pretty high. Yeah. Um, he, like you said, he's always he's always there and thereabouts. And like, although, yeah, some like you said, he 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 might be, you might think that something's a little over elaborate, or sure. you might think, oh, I don't know what he's seen there. Yeah. But then he'll see something that no one else has seen, exactly. And then it'll come up with that little bit of magic to unlock yeah. a defense, and then you win a game one nil. Exactly. So you know, no, I think he's a shoe in. So okay, so we've got defensive midfielder. So that leaves us with you can pick whoever you want for mm -hmm. that last spot. Well, this is very good. It's interesting. You got Manny. Yeah. You got yourself. Yeah. And who else? Alvin Acampo is in that mix. But then I don't mind if you want to mix. You can put an Ingressor with Strauss. You can put a Moulders in one of those other positions. Yeah. I don't mind. So you can pick one of any of those 
remaining players. <clears> I've got Ian Araneta as well. 47 goal, 47 games, nine goals. If you had so, in ter- so in terms of goals per game ratio, yeah. he's the best. Just, just so you're aware of the stats. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ian Araneta. I, man, I really enjoyed watching him play when we were younger. Um, him, Chifi, Yanti Bersales for Philippine Air Force. What a treat. I just don't think he 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 matches up to to Shiraki too yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. That's the problem. Yeah. Right. Okay. When you're talking about the eight position, you got yourself. Yeah. Manny scored that wonderful goal against Korea, North Korea. Technique is there. Mm. The one thing that I have a hard time choosing Manny, even though. Initially, he was the number one. Mm. He was the first person on my sheet in the midfield. Yeah. But then it's it start you start looking back and you're like, oh no, like Jerry's there, mm-hmm. right? You're thinking about him, and you're thinking about I, what what got me was that feistiness. You know, Manny. I think he's shown it in the past, but he's just not that type of player. No. Right. He's not gonna get in there and get stuck in and intimidate the other guy. He's gonna play around you. That's what he's gonna do. Yeah. And, that makes it tough because this is where my bias plays mm. in, and 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 the fact that you're you're looking at me really intently at the moment. Yeah, that, I'm that waiting was, to see what you say. <laughs> no, this is to me the reason why I choose uh, yourself mm. as part of this list is because of the criteria that we mentioned earlier, mm. and the joy that you brought me in those games that you scored the big mm-hmm. goals, which were a few. There were a few games mm-hmm. that you scored yeah. huge. Goals. I think the game against Singapore, I might be wrong here, but I think this is the game that stopped a match in the UFL. So during 2010, okay. I was new. In, right. in the, the league was new. Mm-hmm. The UFL had just started. I, I Myself, alongside Coco, were the first two real sort of employees that were brought on board. Right. I only wanted to, I only wanted to write about the matches, okay. but they said you're also going to be part of the technical team. So I was essentially doing like technical director stuff, assistant technical director work, okay. which I had no business doing, yeah. honestly. But we were there at Nomads watching the game, pitch side where the bar was. Union was playing against some other team and we were losing 1-0. 93rd minute, was it? Yeah. You latched onto the cross and we, we scored. Like yeah. It was unheard of. I was technical director, assistant technical director. We had the, the schedule made so that you guys would pop out out of the group stage. Right. And slot right back into the UFL as if nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. Right? There were, very, there were no expectations. Yeah. Zero expectations. No. That goal comes in. We go wild. Yeah. The game stops. Like, what's going on? Do we actually score against Singapore? Like, oh, we, it's a draw. We've got a chance to yeah. qualify now. So... That was a huge moment for me. Yeah. A big, big feeling of like, wow, this is crazy. This is madness. What's going on? We scored against Singapore. And then to do that, uh, to score again against Vietnam. Mm. Oof, that was a feeling. What a feeling that was. Mm. Like that is going to go with me until I am old and gray. Yeah. 2010, to score against Vietnam and then to, 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 be, to have Phil seal it late um, in the second half. It was just like, it's difficult to explain like it feels like it's a dream like what is going on I I don't understand I remember going to Market Market of all places after that match from Nomads having a drink with Coco and Cyril Dufitas Mm. yeah yeah 
We got buzzed there, and then I went to um, Magallanes for some reason. I went to meet, meet a friend, and I had taken my longboard with me. I had been longboarding right, around okay. at that time. Yeah, I remember being inebriated enough that I'd fallen off maybe three times. Oh yeah, and it wasn't even a slope road. It was a, yeah. it was just a <laughs> right. regular. I remember falling off and laughing every time yeah. and just cheering on yeah, my yeah. own, like, "Oh man, we're going potentially to yeah. the semifinals yeah, yeah. of the Suzuki Cup." Yeah. So I think in that regard, in the, the joy that your goals brought me, I, I'd have to put yeah. you on this list. Okay. Right? And, of course, you tip the boxes of, like, you know, feisty character. Mm. Not going to take any shit on the field, mm. which is big for me. You yeah. know, like, I, I, I appreciate a good technical player, but also I, I love a player who battles on the pitch. I really enjoy that, mm. especially watching us defend for 90 minutes at a time yeah. during those days. So I would put you in. Okay. I'll pick money up. Well, understandable. You can't be choosing yourself. It's not a good look. Well, I mean, I think people will be quite surprised. People, a lot of people probably think I would pick myself. Yeah? Yeah. You met, <laughs> you just met me. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I picked Manny. I think he's a better player than me. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you need someone maybe a bit different. Like if you're going to go, like Shockey's not short of a, like he's pretty crazy himself, right? Yeah. So if you go with two quite feisty characters, I don't know, I think maybe you need a bit more quality on the ball. Like uh, maybe, you know, I think in terms of the chemistry of the team, he would probably fit that mold a little bit more. Sure. Like he, Manny, I remember the Suzuki Cup 2000 and. 14 that was really the sort of the passing of the baton because it was like i had played all the friendlies leading up to that yeah he i remember dudey pulling me into his his hotel room and said well, i'm gonna give manny a game against i think it's cambodia or something we played in the mm. last friendly or something like that and he said i haven't really played manny that much so i'm gonna play him in this game i'm thinking well i get to play against thailand away where we get smacked and then the week before we travel you're gonna you're gonna give him his chance and then manny scored i think within the first five minutes or something yeah. played a full night and played a good game and he's obviously then he started in that Suzuki Cup played really well scored that wonderful goal against um, Indonesia do you remember that one? no um, but he scored a lot of good I goals he, um, I remember that one and then I remember what was the other goal he scored what was the other really the South, North, North, South Korea, North, the North Korea. Korea goal was obviously yeah. I remember those two that's, that's one thing that he does bring to the table is that that ability to fire from just outside the box. Yeah, he arrives, doesn't he? Yeah. He's good at arrive. I mean, I would more like in the box. I would, I would right. I'd be there to stick it in from two yards. That yeah. was like my thing, <laughs> right? But he's got that ability definitely from, from in and around the edge of the box. Yeah. He finds even half a yard, finishes. I definitely agree with that. Great, great de- again, dead ball wizard. You yeah. know, I think he's great with set plays. Distribution's um, good too. Distribution's good. Um yeah, I mean, uh, you said you said he scores. Uh, that was maybe the, for me the only negative. Actually, I don't think he's he, he's scored enough. Mm. Fifty capped four goals. I mean, obviously we're talking about a higher caliber of player, yeah. uh, opponent. Sorry, um, in his time potentially. Um, so maybe that's something he could potentially add. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get hundred caps if he keeps going the way he's going. Yeah. So maybe that that will be something that he, he, he as he gets older. Because for me that was the case as I got older, sure. the, I became a little more. Uh, so not prolific anyway but scored more goals so maybe that's something he would develop because he's still only young 
Yeah. He's still only young. A little unlucky with the injuries in the last couple of years, I would say. Yeah. Right? He took a couple of blows to the face. Then yeah. he had a knee issue. So, I think, again, I think time's on his side. I mean, Alvin Acampo is one we haven't mentioned. Dude. When I came into the mix, he was, he was top. Yeah. Top, top level. Um, and that was even towards the end of his career. So, I would hate to see him before that. You right. know, so maybe he, he's probably one who... Again, he might have been from the era before me, probably that mm. he, he, if it was an Azcal eleven from the the decade before, yeah, you know, yeah. he might have been he might have been able to sort of nick in, in into this lineup. You know, could Moulders do that job? Moulders, uh, we could argue Moulders potentially in that position, but um, you know, it's tough. I, I get I get what you like with me. I, I, definitely, there's other players I think are better footballers than I was. Like yeah. obviously, I was synonymous with pivotal pivotal goals pivotal moments which yeah. then gives you like people remember, it's more memorable isn't it like yeah. um, I remember talking to Neil uh, this is obviously pre kind of when he went to the Premier League and stuff but he was like when you scored against Singapore yeah I'd never he'd never experienced a like a buzz like it yeah like that just absolute just pandemonium yeah which was quite ironic because I remember we then went to the Maldives and Mulder said exactly the same thing about my goal against the Maldives. Oh, yeah. In the semis, yeah, which that goal doesn't get enough credit. I yeah, that's get, right. That that's goal, right. That goal actually at the time, because obviously we, we, we made the final, but we didn't qualify. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't remember, it was, uh, I come on at the end of the 90 minutes, I think. Game went to extra time. I scored in extra time. So propel us to the finals to of make the Challenge Cup. 3-2. 3-2, yeah. And then we sort of held out in the last 15 minutes and then yeah. we qualified. But that that obviously, if we'd have won that final against Palestine, we would have gone to the yeah. Asian Cup proper, which would have been the first time. Yeah. And then, um, so that goal's got a little, little bit forgotten, but at the time, it was probably the most important goal I'd yeah. ever scored. So yeah, I, I was always known as someone who, who scored goals in kind of, in, in the big moments. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean it's nice. It's a nice moniker to have, I guess. You know, it's not. It's nice to be synonymous with those types of moments. So um, I feel like if if you're not a football fan or you don't understand football, yeah, people are always wondering like, man, this ninety minutes is zero zero or whatever. It's like nil nil, nothing happened. Yeah, it's like oh, it's just a, it's such a long. It's it's like a delayed gratification. That's what football is. Right? Yeah, it, it takes is, yeah. forever. It's but good. when you witness something like that, yeah. then you understand. Yeah. That one goal at the 93rd minute, okay. it's like, it makes it worth it. Yeah. Like You understand yeah, it. Yeah. it. It puts it into perspective why people go crazy over football, right? Um, it, it's, that's a special thing. That's a special gift to give fans, yeah. to, to, to have them witness something of such drama yeah. that laid on with so much uh, weight hanging mm. on that goal, you know, like, those are huge yeah. those are huge contributions to the game I would yeah. say okay so I'll give you the pick because it's <laughs> me uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave that one okay. we'll leave that one alright so I'll one, see how there's one slide in narcissistic midfield. I'm feeling by the end of this episode <laughs> or maybe we'll let the fans decide right, I don't know right. we'll go back oh, so we'll finish with that one but okay but I think there's at least two out of three slots I'm probably going to side with myself if, if I'm being perfectly honest um, <laughs> and let you have that sorry pick. Manny so yes unlucky Manny he'll make the next one yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, worst case worst case scenario but I'll, I'll, I'll think about it I'll, I'll leave that one for now we'll deliberate that one last one but um, okay so the front line Mm. Do you want to I tell you what? We can probably do this as a three because then I think we can 
some some of them might be interchangeable. So we'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the the, the front right. three was, and then we can sort of put one on the left, one on the right, and then we'll figure it out. Sure. Right? Okay. So James Young husband, Phil Young husband, Chiefy, mm. mm-hmm. right? Was one one proposed front three. Uh, Patrick Reichel, mm-hmm. Javier Patino, Ian Ramsey mm. was another proposed front three. Yeah. All right. Angel Garrido. Wow. Yeah. Freddie Gonzalez. Freddie. Misak Bahadurin. That is a guy that probably doesn't get enough credit. Misak. 56 caps. Yeah. Eight goals. I don't know if it's true. That's Wikipedia. Ah. Uh. But 56 caps, eight goals. That's, that's a return, by the way. Yeah. That's a great return. And in the qualifiers leading up to making it to the Asian Cup. I think it was the first half where he was just on fire. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it's funny because like you see him make like a 10-yard pass that he doesn't connect it. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, come yeah. on, Misek. That was like a simple pass. But then he works his socks off, yeah. doesn't he? And then yeah. like he in and around the box, he has a... He has a knack for scoring goals, yeah, doesn't he? Like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he, so he's in. I and mean, a lot of people put, put his name in there, threw his name in there. So he's a yeah. pop, popular figure amongst the fans. Yeah. So yeah, so his name was in there. Uh, I mean, on that right-hand side, he's got Ryshaw and James Young Husband to compete with, though. Yeah. So that's uh, Ryshaw, 59 caps, 10 goals. Again, another one he used to make fun of for not scoring that many goals. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's ahead of me now, so I can't really <laughs> say anything. And then um, James Young Husband, 101 caps, 12 goals. Jeez. 101 cows for James. Yeah, so that's... that's And then I'll, I'll give you the options on the other side. So then we've got Angel Garrado, Ian Ramsey, and then Chiefy. I think we're only playing for one spot here. Okay, so who's one, who's one in for sure? For me? Yeah. Phil is in the middle. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's so, not so, even discuss Phil because, you know, he's the lead... He's the highest scorer yeah. like in the history of the country. Yeah. Uh, over 100 caps. And talking about significant goals. Uh contribution to the game immense immense character right and then on his left i would put chiefy kalikdong mm-hmm. um that is for me wearing number 13 today yeah um representing today i think it's because prior to 2010 prior to the explosion chiefy kalikdong represented something for me already you know he scored those two goals against timor Lest in a game that nobody was watching nobody cared about the tiger cup unfortunately um, but I was one of those people who would be stuck in my living room alone watching these games and to see how we would perform. And this was a game that we had a chance. And to see Chiefy come on, score two late goals, that was my first introduction into the Ascals. Yeah. That, that really got me on board. Like, wow. We have a player that was, is of this quality. And he was outside of the, of the 11. He wasn't even part of the 11 yet. He was just outside of it. He earned his spot after scoring those two goals, started in the next match, scored again. Uh, I think it was a loss, but you know, regardless, he was back on the score sheet, and there was, and then I'd come back and started working for the UFL, and do, I would. Do you want to go? Do you want to go, go back on that one? Go Just, ahead. Yeah, go before ahead. you. So, we, we talked a little bit about it in um, the Anton Del Rosario episode, which will air soon. Mm. And uh, Aris's camp at the time. So this is the 2004 Tiger Cup. Yeah. We had about 50 kids, 50 kids, 50 50 men. Yeah. In the squad. And each, pretty much each day, just whittle it down. So he'd just be like, such and such, come to my office. And then 10 minutes later, his bags were packed. Wow. Yeah, ready to go. So every day was a, was a grind. 
And every day it was just a case of, right, you, you got to put in the performance of your life just to stay in. Jeez. Just to stay in, right? And Chiefy was, I mean, yeah, he's, you know, undersized, lively. Yeah. But he was competing with, you had the likes of Ariel Zerudo, you yeah. had Peter Haugan in that group. And he was probably, I mean, he wasn't a sure pick mm -hmm. to even make the squad. Yeah. So you've got that to contend with. Then he makes the lineup. We go. He's not in the 11. So Peter Haugen starts. I think Ariel was in the lineup as well. Yeah. And then uh, it wasn't his debut because he'd featured in the previous games. But in that team or less game, he came on. Didn't really expect too much. I mean, we were getting beat 1-0. Yeah. Absolute disaster of a game. We, we played poor. Yeah. We were, we were playing. We were really poor. And we'd sort of changed to, like, can we just get it up to Ali? Right. Flick it on or hold, you know, set it down. Then we'll try and build from, you know, yeah. position high up the pitch. And he would just gamble. He would just gamble. He knew that Ali was strong in the air. Ali was playing striker at this time. Yeah, yeah. Flicked it on. Chiefy comes through, scores, equaliser, 89th minute. Whoa, amazing. Yeah. Two minutes later, ball up to Ali, flick on, Chiefy goes through, scores. Yeah. I mean, incredible to get our first, well, at the time, Tiger Cup, then latterly known as the Suzuki Cup. But, and then he scored against Thailand, and that took an absolute breakout tournament from him. Yeah. And then he managed to sort of keep his spot, st stuck around. But you know, if I'm gonna, if I'm synonymous with with important goals, I mean, yeah. Chiefy just uh, iconic goals. I mean, the Mongolia goal that's ridiculous was just you know as iconic as it gets. Yeah. The chip over the guy's head and then I mean, a little bit. I mean, the finish was you know the through the legs, but trademark celebration. Yeah. You know, the fans and their their affinity towards him. I definitely think you know you talk about underdog like him. He's on paper. Yeah someone who had absolutely no right being in that team yeah you know like by that time we had an influx of people like myself we had pe Correct. people people who were even you know much higher pedigree than me mm -hmm. who were, were in the squad then a lot of the homegrown players have been pushed out yeah and yet here was this guy you know five foot nothing exactly you know uh, still around yeah and still you know still holding his own exactly and, and more so and you know even look at the goals that he scored I remember the one against um, the volley against Vietnam uh, in uh, Suzuki Cup 2012 Angel Garrado receives the ball on the sort of corner of the box and he sort of angles the, that wasn't, uh, wasn't was it Vietnam I better get this I better get this game right it was Vietnam yeah yeah. it was yeah, Vietnam yeah. and he's angled the ball Angel's it a great ball sort of curved it around the back of the defence but it's taken a bounce and then it, it was quite a difficult angle, but Chiefy just levered it. Bang. Great finish. And that, after the, the first round, of, the first game defeat against um, Thailand, where we lost 2-1. Yeah, yeah. We had to win that game. Right. We had to win the Vietnam game. If yeah. we didn't, we were out. And that was, at the time, that was the, actually, I reckon even to this, maybe even to this day, that was the best squad I'd ever seen. 2012. 2012. 2012. Yeah, go through the squad list. Mm. Uh, take Shrocky out. And maybe insert Neil in if he was around. Mm. That in terms of phew, training was, the level was incredible. <laughs> it was like unbelievable. Like first team against the second team yeah. was, was much more intense than, than it was in the real games. 
the level was incredible. And again, Chiefy was there. And Chiefy was there. Yeah. And it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just this, he was, um, you know, a pivotal, pivotal player for us. Yeah. Um, and had a real say in us qualifying out of that group. So, you know, he, he, iconic goals, incredible personality, someone who the fans could really relate to as yeah. well, I think. Yeah. The average guy on the street. I certainly they, do. They could, I certainly you could, could see him. Yeah. And definitely that feeds into that underdog uh, yeah. narrative, which is like, he should. He definitely should not be there. Yeah. Right. He shouldn't be there. Yeah. But you know, with hard work, with perseverance, he's a, he's a personality as well. He's got great personality. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what you can achieve. And I, mean, I think that every, everyone can everyone can relate to that. If you looked everyone over and chief, you was like built like Amari Aguinaldo, you'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah sure, makes sense, whatever, right? Up, yeah. But he's not. He's like slightly. Bigger than me, which is not, <laughs> which is not very, yeah. you know, it's not a, a physique that you would, you know, look out for for an athlete. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I'd stand next to him at the games, and I was like, "Wow, man, this is Chiefy," and you see him doing it week in, week out, where he's not taking any nonsense from anybody either. You know, people yeah, think yeah. that he's a nice guy, which he is, but on the pitch, he was kind of fiery character as well. You yeah. know, he was not somebody who was a stranger to yellow cards and and going into the referee's book for for silly challenges. You know, so he's. He was such a cool person to look at and see that, wow, anybody from the provinces of Iloilo, where he was from, or where he is from, yeah. or from any other province in the Philippines, you could look at this yeah, guy and be yeah, like, hey, yeah. if I stick with it, and his story is interesting too, because like you said, like the, the pathway into the 11 wasn't clear cut for no, him, not so. right? There was a lot of perseverance, a lot of mental strength that needed to be uh, applied, and Talk about a guy who was able to take away, take his life to an, uh, to the next level through football, right? Yeah. Get himself out of the Air Force, get himself into Green Archers, get himself into Academy, be sponsored by Globe. I mean, he's he's moved his entire family to Canada. Yeah. His kids are, are are you know educated very well. In fact, they they've they've got quite the accent when you when you speak to them really? as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah. Um, he's done a, a great amount of you know of work on his own life not just his football footballing career but he's utilized the platform of football to really uplift himself yeah and he's a, a fantastic example of that and then when yeah. you look at his record goals record yeah. his pivotal goals 69 69 cap 16 goals it's incredible it's incredible so i think it stacks he's, up against anyone it's difficult to argue against yeah. yeah i think also like angel 37 10 goals good return yeah. ian 31 caps four goals i mean he's another one who's been involved in it was, it was involved in the north korea game heavily mm. um mm. and i think both of those two would would be easy picks yeah. under normal circumstances both obviously still involved in the national team so again yeah. maybe maybe down the road for those two guys for yeah. the next 20 years but i think yeah, all all round. I think when you look, at, especially from from the contribution standpoint, yeah. like not just on the field but off the field. I yeah. think there's no one more iconic. Yeah, for me. Than than Chiefy. So we've got we've got two. Yeah. So we've now down with two two of the three spots. So the last one. So you can pick any of those ones to take that right midfield spot, or you can go with the three names. One of the three names that I've already selected. Which were Reichel, Misag, Misag, James Young, husband. Ooh. Or you want to? You can shift the Ramsey or a Gerardo. Or this, that you haven't. So you 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 completely dismissed Javier Patino, by the way. Twenty caps, seven goals. That's less than that's one yeah. in less than one in three. Normally, I'd have Javier there. He was one of the people that I was considering early on. Yeah. 
except that he was in the same spot as Phil Young Husband. Yeah. And initially, okay. I had my squad shaped in such a way that I needed to get Chiefy in there. Yeah. And I needed to get Phil up front. Okay. So right. Javier had been bypassed. Okay. All right. So he's out. So yeah, that, that leaves us with one spot. Yeah. On the right side, you know, it's difficult to choose against. The person that's coming to mind is Patrick Reichel. Yeah. Only because... James Young has 101 caps. Right. <laughs> it's true. It's true, James. You're going to upset someone. Yeah. Right? You're going to upset someone. So you're saying it's a two-horse race. Because I like the pace that Reichelt brings. He's good in the air as well. Surprisingly so, given his size. He gets on the ball in the air a lot. And I think... Oh. He's got a knack for scoring goals as That's well. That's true. That's you, the thing. He's amazing at table tennis. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Nothing, really. Yeah. But he could, he, he's never beaten me. You can have that on record. Oh, wow. So, so you're you, just throwing that out there just to add that into the mix? I don't know, well, um, if, I don't if, know how that's take, relevant. Because well, I, I still haven't been officially picked. So I just want to say that's another thing that you can add to my in, in the <laughs> yes column. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing really. I don't know why I threw it yeah. out. But... I think Reichel is a, is a, his ability to score key goals in key mm, moments, mm. especially against I think a higher caliber of opposition, yeah. sets him apart in this particular category. Sure, um, James is 101 caps, 12 goals, and of those 12 goals, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I said it on the show: the most underrated goal of all time is his one against. Um, I've got to get this right now. Um, <laughs> the, the one in, uh, in Laos, in the build-up to Suzuki Cup. Um, the equaliser against Laos. Um, Which one is this? The header. In 2010. 2010? Yeah. That, that goal is just, it's largely like bypassed. It's, it's not even, people don't even make note of it. If he hadn't scored that goal, right. we would probably not be sitting here having this conversation. Mm. So in order for us to qualify, he, they had to get at least a draw. Right, Laos, and he scored the goal. I think it was like the ninety-sixth minute or something. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's hard to look past him. I, again, like you said, Reichel was a current player. He's, mm. I mean, he he's and he's another one who's got potential for a hundred caps. Yeah. He could he could be a hundred capper for sure. And if he gets a hundred caps, he's probably going to get twenty-five, thirty goals. I reckon. Could be. You yeah. Know? Um, and maybe he might fall short a little bit on just the time in which he he came to the fore. Yeah, because I think you know James has only recently come out, and if you look back over that twenty-year span, mm. I mean he is a fulcrum of that team in any era, any generation of the last twenty years. So, True. you know, I think for me, hundred one caps, twelve goals. Um, again, size-wise, um, you know, he had the knack of popping up at the right place at the right time again. Um, defensively, I think that's massively underrated is how diligent a worker he was. Like if you look at that 2010 mm. campaign, I mean, he, I don't know what the stats were on, on his miles covered, but it would have been through the roof, like an absolute yeah. workhorse, yeah. which you don't really, you know, you don't really associate that with, with, with James. Yeah. Um, and it's only recently that he's come out of, the, out, out of the national team, you know, I mean, he was in the squad for Asian cup, for right. example. So, um, 
I'm trying to think of other like North Korea, the North Korea game. He was he was I mean he came on at two one, completely yeah. changed the game. Yeah. You know, um, even the, the even people people underestimate his impact in the Tajikistan game as well. Really? I mean, he came on at one nil. Hmm. He came in. He came in at one nil down, and we came off two one. And that's also a bad one because Patrick also had a significant impact. He came off the bench in that game. Right. Um, so, um, but I think James is an impact substitute. His hmm. his role, his 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 ability to to impact the game in that role. Right. Unbelievable. Patrick Reich. What I would say in your defence is he for me is the ultimate comeback king. Yeah. The amount of times when we've had a right midfielder come in or an attacking player and, and they've been like, right, well, that's, he's out now. Yeah. That guy's going to be, that's got, that, he's going he's gonna to hold down that number seven spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happened so many times. I remember in the, when we qualified for the Challenge Cup and we beat Turkmenistan at home. Do you, do you remember that game? We won 1-0, Phil scored. Okay. And then he got sent off. Do you remember that game? No. Remember that game? Rizal? Vaguely. Great, Vaguely. Oh, great yeah. game. Great game. Patrick wasn't even in the squad. Yeah. Why has he just been like, no. Just yeah, he done with you. That's right. There was a time he went through a difficult spell. Difficult spell. Yeah. And he had some really bad injuries. Correct. Like yeah. Absolute comeback king. Yeah. Um, if, it, if we were naming subs, I'd just have him on the bench for that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he's just—I mean, he's been—he's—he's he's been incredible in that role. I'm not saying he hasn't been a great start. I'm not yeah. saying he shouldn't—he could easily be a pick on this. For me, though, I think if you're talking about of the last 20 years, yeah, actually, you know, really sort of think about it in 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 the broader context, James has to be in. I'm not going to argue against that. Okay. I mean, especially this is a 20-year 20 years list, right? 20 and years. People will be relevant. Uh, will be familiar with Phil and James and everybody else. 2010 onwards yeah. but you guys um you were in the squad prior to them arriving yeah right you were 2004 yeah yeah 2004 yeah. and they I arrived played in that game where chief he scored the, the two yeah goals and they were team. when did um phil and james arrive 2006 yeah, yeah I re uh, 2005 right two games so they've been with the squad five years prior to the explosion yeah. and um they were building around you guys and uh the young husbands and you guys were a fulcrum of that team like they, there yeah. was a real core of that squad yeah. moving forward so there was a huge part of the transition as well i mean they you guys survived after the 2010 and then moving to a different manager and you know sort of like there was an influx of more talent and yeah. you guys remained so yeah. yeah i would agree that yeah james deserves to be on that list particularly with those numbers i mean you can't argue against can't that, argue you know? that can you? over a century of caps 12 goals it's tough it's decent it's yeah. decent. I mean, okay, let's let's nail him in then. I'm I'm, I'm going to put him in. All right. Uh, so I think we're set for hour eleven. Yeah. Right. Well, one spot. Do you, do, you, do you nail yourself in there? No. You know what? I've been thinking about it while you were talking. I was like, no, I'm putting myself in. So that's <laughs> official. Um, well, no, you pick me. Yeah. You pick yeah, me, yeah, and sure. I just agreed. Yeah. Right. So let's just let's just leave it at that. So let's just clarify this. Yeah. First. So Neil Etheridge in goal. Mm. Martin Stoible, right back. Daisuke Sato, left back. Yeah. Ali Borromeo and Rob Gear, centre backs. Mm. Jerry Lasena, Chris Greatwich, Stefan Strock in midfield. Mm. James Young, husband, Fearing husband, Chiefy Caledon. Yeah. That's the lineup. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's decent. It's decent. Um, I'm happy with that. Are you happy with that? Yeah. I want to just go through now. 
a couple of things. So um, I have a list of names of lineups that were selected from our audience, from our fans, um, via right. our social media platforms. So I'm just going to go through those, that list now. And then okay. we'll see who who came close to it, or see who who had some interesting lineups, interesting selections. Sure. Um, so thank you for those who who sent in their um, their lineups. Um, if when you listen to this podcast you agree, disagree, make sure you put a comment on our Facebook page, uh, on our YouTube uh, YouTube links, uh, or any of our social media platforms. So make sure you do that. But I'm just going to go and grab my phone. One second. All right, here we go. Yeah, sorry, I had to had to charge it. It was busy, uh, busy doing some stuff. But let me uh, let me just get the get the lineup up. I think I think for a large portion of the Philippine football community, yeah. I'm going to say seven or eight out of, out of those eleven, yeah, were consensus picks. Really? Yeah. Okay. Were consensus picks. So let me just go for. I'll open up our, our, our lovely lovely Jan had put together this beautiful little document here. So I'm going <laughs> to uh, shout out to Jan. Um, Okay, so we've got a couple of people here on, on our Facebook page. Um, should I tell you what Ariel Sorrentes put? <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, Mate, sure. It why was not? horrific, right? It literally, I think even picked Coach Noel as the man as the coach. Like, he just basically picked all, his, all the people he liked. So he's picked Neil Etheridge in goal, Sato Gear, Borromeo, Del Rosario. Mm-hmm. Midfield of Khaled Dong Schrock, Greatwich. Forwards, Phil Young Husband, Patino, Bedick. Oh, all right. Joe makes the cut. Well, I don't think he has enough caps. I don't think he has enough caps. Yeah. As much as I like Joe. He even did subs. Did he? I think he did subs as well, but it's not down here. But yeah, um, I'm going to dismiss some of those. Yeah. Just because he's Ariel and he works for Kaya. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't be picking some of those people. But I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting lineup. Who else have we got here? Uh, this was an interesting lineup. So we had Christian... Cartagena Abalade. So I hope I got that right. So he's got Neil Etheridge in goal, uh, Stoible Gear Silva. So he picked Silva. Yeah. And Dennis Kagara. So another name that, that sure. we, we'd sort of had mentioned. Reichelt Lucena Ott Schrock. It's a midfield four. Mm-hmm. And then Patino and Phil Young has been up front. That's, that's a really that's good a lineup. That's a really good lineup as well. And in, really in fairness, he, he did subs. Falcus Guard, Aguinaldo, Sato, me, Ramsey, James Young has been. And uh, Dennis Wolf, we put Dennis Wolf in there, which is a bit of a wow. Yeah, uh, for me, phenomenal player, Wolfie, but didn't play enough. Yeah, didn't play enough caps to warrant uh, selection. That's that's more of a that's an entry to, to to let you know that he's aware of the Ascal's history. I think so. You know what I mean? I think so. Um, Gerard Tuasson put down Etheridge, Sato, Gear, Kagara. So he went with three at the back as well. Uh, Ott, Greatwich, Schrock, Chiefy, midfield, and then a front three of. Reichelt, Patino, and Bedick. Another one for Joe. Yeah, yeah. Gerard uh, is a uh, Kaya fan. And he also put down as subs Ace Villanueva. Ace. Who I think All right. has zero caps. <laughs> so I'm not too sure what he's done. He's got Juani Garrado, Borromeo, Manny Art, James Hunghazen, Misak, and Phil. So, um, Gerard, I'm not going to accept that one. He's you can't f- put Ace Villanueva as your sub on the bench. It, well, did he have Phil on the bench? What? Phil on the bench as well. How dare you? I think that's that's blasphemy. How dare you? That's blasphemy almost. Okay, uh, another one who's done a full full squad is George Miguel Ubusan. Ubusan. Okay. I hope I've got that right. He's at a four-two-three-one with subs. Another one for full service. Edridge Kagara Gear Anton Del Rosario Carly Demurga. So he's he's mm. got one in there. Uh, mm. Manny Ock, Chris Great with Schrock, Caligdon, Wrightshaw, Phil Young Husband. Okay. So a lot of the same names, right? Falcus Guard, Borromeo, Gerardo, James. 
De Jong, Bahadoran, Patino on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, who else have no, we got? Nobody's mentioned Patrick Data at, at all. No huh? one's mentioned no Data. One. He's, he's got a couple of mentions in some of the subs, but I think generally, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's no, it's pretty much a lot of similar names. Uh, Owen Gill put down Chris Greatwich number one, <laughs> and then two to eleven also Chris Greatwich. Shout out to Owen Gill. <laughs> used to work with him back in the UK. Um, I think there was. I want to see if we got one that is exactly the one that we picked. No, that one's not it. I think one on Instagram was pretty close. We got Michael Malaban, Etheridge, Sato, De Rosario, Borromeo, Lucena. So we went with Lucena at centre back. Ah. Uh, the young James young husband Stoyble Schrock and then Ford's three young husband and Patino. Yeah, no. Here's one who picked Alvin de Campo. So um, Paula Andrea Marie, uh, Etheridge Ocampo, Gear Borromeo Kagara. So we put Alvin at the back. Lucena Caligdon Schrock Chris Greatwich, Ford's three young husband and Patino. Goalkeeper bench Casas. Nice. Um, Oh no, sorry, I think this person picked two teams. Sorry, this is the one who picked two teams. Two teams. They put a team to play against each other, right? So then their second team was Casas, Sato, Johnson, Del Rosario, Margaisi. Margaisi, Boogie, wow, Boogie Margaisi. Boogie, huh? That is old school, that one. Yeah. Uh, James Young Husband, Araneta Ingresso. Mm. And then up front, uh, Raichel and it says F Garcia, but I think that's Freddy Gonzalez. Yeah. Right? I think that's, yeah, because I think that's that's what they meant. But that was an interesting selection. Wow. Arenetta in the middle, huh? Arenetta in the middle. So that was an interesting one. Um, let's pick a couple more and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Ceres, Daniel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to read this verbatim, right? So, okay. Etheridge, Sato, Borromeo, Gear, Anton de Rosario. Yeah. Caligdon, Moy. Lexton. Moy. Chris, Le- this is, this is, Chris, the friggin' midfield maestro, great. <laughs> I'm not making it up. That's what he's got down here. Uh, James, young husband. And then he's gone with Wolf and Garada. Wolf, so, yeah. You know what? I think his kind of loyalties have run deep there because he's not picked young husbands. He's not picked. I don't think he's picked anyone who's ever played for Morocco. I know he has. He's picked James. He didn't pick Phil. Wow. Okay. Vendetta there. But I appreciate I appreciate the comments. Um who else let me put there is uh, let me find it there is one that was that was pretty much spot on is this the one and that wasn't it there was one that was really really close to the perfect pick okay ah this one's I think he's one off so this is Chino Sato I think this is the closest one actually I think this is the closest one to what we had uh Rob Gear, Ali Borromeo Girardo Stoibli Chiefy Caligdon Chris Greatwich James Young Husband Stefan Schrock Phil Young Husband Javier Patino. Mm. So mm. he was only, I think, one off. Yeah. One off our, our pick. So Chino Sator was, the, was probably the closest one out of all the picks that we've had. But I think a lot of the similar names, aren't they? A lot of the same names um, popping up. I said, I like, this is the closest one. Bill Pakatang. This will be the last one. Same formation. So he's got Neil Etheridge, Daisuke Sato, Rob Gear, Captain. Ali Borromeo, Ray Johnson. So that was the one change. Ray Johnson. Jerry Lucena, Chris Greatwich, Stefan Schrock, midfield. So the same midfield. Yeah. Chiefy Caligdon, Patrick Reinschall, Phil Young Husband. Yeah. Which will be pretty, that was almost yeah. pretty much your, yeah. your selection if you'd have gone with it. So a lot of the same names, really. Um, so I think the definitive, the definitive lineup that we have selected, the official. Yeah. Ascar 11 of the past 20 years is, um, is not too far off the mark. 
definitely there are some players there that you can't argue with. I'd say like, you know, Etheridge was fought. Yeah. Uh, um, Ali and Rob. I think Rob more than Ali for some of the people. Yeah. Um, Stefan Schrock is unanimous. Yeah. He hasn't been argued against. Chiefy was, there was a lot of Good Chiefy. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Which is nice to see for me. Um, and Phil, young husband up top. Yeah. Um, the others you can chop and change, but there's a lot of Chris Great which is out there. A lot, Chris. So. I know. Shout out to my mum for making like <laughs> fake accounts and just bring <laughs> posting them on all our social media fa- platforms. Thanks, mum. But no, I think I think that's a I think that's a fair fair eleven. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. If you are. It's been fun. It's been fun looking back twenty years, yeah. looking at all the squads and yeah, trying to see like wow, amazing run that we've been on over the last 10 years and you know when you look at sort of the reaction of people to certain results that we are getting at asian cup level mm. or at the qualifiers for the world cup yeah. you know like people will, will will talk smack about like oh the Askles are this and that and blah 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 and i'm like man 10 years ago do you have any idea no. where we were you know what i mean yeah. like were you there watching us struggle against timor Leste and needing two goals late to win that yeah. you know like you don't see a lot of people standing up for the 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 journey yeah you know and it's if when you're looking at it from a bird's eye view over the last 10 years this country has gone from making from being in complete obscurity yeah. to making it to the asian cup in the span of nine years yeah that's tremendous that's amazing yeah that's tremendous yeah. and we don't get enough credit i think the f- football community doesn't get, give enough credit to the Ascals and how things have transpired over the last yeah. few years um, it's not. It's easy to criti- criticize, yeah. but when you see the full context of it, you see, wow, this is going to be quite a ride. Yeah. And it's not, you know, anywhere near being reaching its fruition yet. No, you know I, mean, I mean, I think one of the interesting things about this is going through this list. There's a lot of players that are still current players. True. So you know, maybe if we did this in ten years' time, yeah, yeah. some of these names will still be on this list, which yeah. I think will be, which will be really nice. But no, it's it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, it's been nice going down memory lane with yeah. you and um, arguing a little bit. But I think, generally speaking, I think we've got a we've got a pretty good list here. So, um, when this episode comes out, if anyone would like to argue um, <laughs> with any of us, pick a fight with us. No problem. You can do. Like I said, on our social media platforms, we'd love to hear your comments. And um, but no, thanks for coming on the show today. Really, really appreciate pleasure, it. Man. It's been a, it's been a joy. And um, who knows? Maybe get you on the show again sometime soon. I hope so, man. This has been really good. It's been really fun. Thank you. Thanks for having you. If you enjoyed this episode of Across the Line, please subscribe to our YouTube page, follow us on Facebook, and download our episodes on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify.